You're listening to Parenting Our Future. I'm parenting expert, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in all different areas of your parenting so you can create strong connections with your kids, get all the cooperation you want, and live a life that is full of joy and connection. And by the way, the tools and solutions that you're looking for in your parenting don't just live in each episode of my show. They're also in my free membership site, The Parent Toolbox, where you can access tools created by myself and my brilliant guests that cover everything from helping your kids to sleep, managing meltdowns, reducing overwhelm to getting your kids to listen the first time and so much more. Join The Parent Toolbox so you can download and use the tools that are ready on the site and Each week, a brand new tool is added. And of course, the best part is it's absolutely free to join and to stay in. You can go to www.parent-toolbox.com today. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to share with you another podcast that I think you're going to find really interesting. It's called Didn't I Just Feed You? It's a weekly candid conversation about feeding our families, even for parents who hate to cook. Hosts Stacey Billis and Megan Splawn are two food professionals who get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens because they're also busy working moms, so they get it. They talk about how to turn things like nachos into a legit family dinner, to the magic of meatballs, to solving the after-school snack problem, even reducing kitchen waste and debt all at once. They chat with guests from Food Network stars to everyday moms who, let's be honest, are the real experts. In fact, Didn't I Just Feed You is a staple on the iTunes Top 100 Food Podcasts and the only food podcast made with parents in mind. Stacey and Megan are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even a little bit more fun. Find Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Now, you can also find Stacey and Megan on Instagram and Facebook as at Didn't I Just Feed You. Now let's dive into this next episode of Parenting Our Future. Hey everybody, it's Robin McMahon here. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Our Future. How many of you have relatives that you just wish you could go back in time and talk to? How many of you have relatives you've never met and you wish you could talk to them about their story and who they were and what they were all about? You know, I was really struck when I was uh, watching a 60 Minutes episode. I love 60 Minutes, by the way. And there was this really cool story about these people who were interviewing Holocaust survivors. And they asked them a multitude of questions. And there was an art exhibit where you could actually go. And it was the recording of the 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 person and you could ask questions and because they had previously been asked all these questions they actually had answers for it and so I have the person who masterminded that the brain the 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 brains behind it I'm so excited like I'm kind of geeking out here I have Heather Mayo Smith here and she's an award-winning interactive storytelling pioneer and technology visionary who brings over a decade of immersive storytelling leadership to StoryFile, which is what that entire that entire segment on 60 Minutes was all about. So welcome, Heather. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. And thank yes. you for 
excited about our mission. So. Oh, well, you know what? I mean, I'm going to get into why I care about this to begin with, but I want to hear from you. What is, what is it that you're doing? What is StoryFile? Yeah. T- tell me about that. We built a tool. Uh, so on a, uh, you go on a website and we wanted to build something where you could tell your story easily, organically through having a conversation. So mm-hmm. the, the platform asks you a bunch of questions about your life. You record your uh, video, record your answers. And it's very important that they're video recorded. Mm-hmm. And it tells the whole, you know, you could tell the whole story of your life. Mm-hmm. Then others will be able to actually have a conversation, ask you questions, their questions, the questions that are on their mind, whenever they want, wherever they want, um, whether you're there, you know, still with us or whether you're not, unfortunately. So um, it's it's an amazing tool that will give, you know, people a chance to get to know other people um, in a way that they never would have been able to do. Generations. You know, I, I think of, so, okay. So this is one of the reasons why this is so interesting to me because I never met my grandparents on my mom's side. So my mom is German. And of course, when you're talking to Holocaust survivors, it perks my ear up a little bit. My, my family isn't Jewish and we're not Holocaust victims. However, my grandfather refused to be a part of the Nazi party. And that definitely caused them a lot of, a lot of trouble And, you know, I've heard stories about it over the years and different things like that, but how cool would it have been for me to be able to, to meet him in this way, to ask him questions? Why? You know, my mom can't tell me now why he refused. I love that he refused. I feel proud that my heritage has that in it. And I want to know more. I want to know why. And then my, my mom, when um, they, they lost their home to the Russians for a while. They lived meters from the wall when it went up, but they were on the Western side, not the Eastern side. We went to see their house, you know, years ago when I was in Germany and, and then, you know, and then, then my mom and her sister were separated from her mom because they were malnourished. So they went to live somewhere else. And then while they were gone, their mom died, you know, and my mom, she, forgets. And I think that's probably part of her coping is forgetting too. And so I just wish that I had something like this. And then to add to that, um, almost eight years ago, my dad died. And I know that I wish I could ask him questions now. I wish my kids could ask him questions. My oldest son was so connected to him. And he even tells me now, like, sometimes I cry myself to sleep because I miss grandpa so much. So sad. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And so this really, you know, I'm not here to promote anybody's product. I got to say, it's not what I do. That's not what this podcast is all about. But I think this is so important. This is cherishing relationships and memories and story, right? We need to know each other's stories, don't you think? We're our identity, our lives are made up of those people's experiences and the stories that we heard the lessons we learn, the things we observe about the, the people that lived before us, uh, to know that and to be able to ask questions about it and be able to really get into it in details um, that you might not think to ask at a given moment in time, or maybe you don't even know the questions that mm-hmm. 
you know, later, only later as you've gone through life and you've gone through certain experiences, then you want to know, you know, these, and you have these questions. So it gives individuals the opportunity to capture all that, have all that, so that when those people are ready to learn that those stories and get to know that individual, what really made them who they are, then they can have those conversations they want to have. And you know, sometimes they're difficult conversations. Sometimes we purposefully don't ask those questions, even if we're curious, because we don't want to hurt them. We don't want to go there. Um, it's, I can't say, I can't tell you how many people have said to me that they've lost a loved one and unfortunately even if if they had known you know that something was going to happen um they tend not to have those conversations and one of them i don't think there's one person that i've ever talked to that says no i i really don't have any more questions i i um it's impossible you can't you know when you're you were describing your mother at the time and she was I'm guessing quite young uh, when all of this happened and when she was, she lost her mother. You don't have a sense of your parents having their own identity or their own life at that point. You just don't. So, and you hardly have it even when you're 30, 40. I yeah. think not until you might have a family of your own or you have children of your own or you get to a point in your life where you've had so many experiences, then you reflect and say, how did my parents deal with that? You know, how did my grandparents deal with that? So it's, it's a gift. It's truly a gift. And if I have the opportunity to, to leave my story file to my future generations, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't Mm. I want to somehow impact that generation in some small or large way and inspire them possibly? Absolutely. Absolutely. So where did this idea come from? How did you even think of this or create the technology? Because that's this is a big deal. <laughs> I want to be clear. I'm not the techie. I'm not, I'm not the um what I had a vision, and the vision was that I wanted to be able to sit at a kitchen table across from an individual and just have a conversation. The individuals that I was particularly working with at the time uh, were Holocaust survivors, and they were getting of an age where they were passing away. And there, and I realized that my grandchildren would never have the opportunity to have these amazing conversations that I was having with them. Yeah. I said, you know, there are films, there's audio, you know, uh, audiovisual oral histories, there are documentaries, there are autobiographies. You know, where's replicating that experience of actually engaging with them. One of the things we did notice was when Holocaust survivors would go into museums or public libraries or or classrooms and things like that, and they would talk to these individuals, that the moment you could hear a pin drop, first of all, when they were telling their story, that's that's not it. The moment that the Q&A started and it was opened up and people could ask their own questions, the energy would change in the room. You all of a sudden became more engaged. You became, your, your body lifted. You, you, were, you were really, really paying attention. You were listening to what was being said, what was being asked. Was it my question? You know, what, what were they saying? Um, 
so it was slightly different and we realized that that was the moment when you really connected on a personal level to that story if you got the chance to ask your own question you felt a, an intimacy that you don't get when you're passively listening to something so that was the experience that we wanted to replicate um i thought to myself there has to be a way to do this you know, it, it just didn't seem possible, given everything that was going on with technology at the time, that I could see it being built, I could see it happening. I just had to find a way to actually do it, you know, and actually build it. Um, I was lucky enough to work with two of the most amazing institutions building that program. Um, and that technology, you know, that, that we did that uh, that you saw the 60 minutes piece on, and that was called Dimensions and Testimony. And that was uh, the Shoah Foundation, the USC Shoah Foundation, and the USC Institute for Creative Technologies. Okay. An amazing team. Um, I went around the world with these survivors, and, you know, we had to engage the public to talk to them because we needed the, uh, the data and we needed the individuals to actually engage with them and talk to them in order to make them better these interactions better. Um, people sometimes, they, most of the time, did not realize, even though we told them that it was a video of an individual, they really felt like that person was, and don't forget, Skype was just coming into its own in 2020. So this was 2014, 2015. And they really thought that they were on Skype with them. And so it, as much as we told them no, it was a video uh, of that individual. So it was truly remarkable to see the interaction, see how people were reacting. Uh, the one response that I kept getting over and over and over again was, oh my God, I wish I had done this with my parents. Yeah. With my grandparents. Can I do this with my grandparents? Can I do this for my aunt? You know, my auntie that I love dearly. Can I do this with um, the founder of our company? You know, it, it just, it was relentless, truly yeah. relentless. At the time, the, the project that I had built um, and was leading was extremely expensive to do. So about 2016, I thought to myself, all right, we, we will ultimately do other historical and cultural icons and, and you know, this has, this this technology, this methodology, this concept has to be applied to a lot of other individuals. Yes, that's fine. But what happens to everybody else? And where's everybody else? You know, how do we how do we make this ubiquitous? How does the entire world have a story file that five, 10, 50 years from now, we can all talk and get to know anybody we want? you know, hear their stories, hear what their struggles were, hear how they coped with them, what, um, you know, what made a difference, their worldview, just, there's so many things people don't, it, it's a cliche to say that, you know, humanity's issues, if I met someone from another culture, another religion, another, you know, complete worldview, you actually do have more in common than you think. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, 
break down those barriers or even be able to have those conversations. Most people don't want to have those conversations because they're really hard conversations to have. You start to get defensive. You start you know, mm. to feel like you're going to get angry and you're going to clash. But what if you could just have those conversations with those individuals and they didn't actually have to be there? That you wow. didn't have to upset them. You didn't have to get upset. You just find out information. You find out what you want to know about. Same with you're diagnosed with it with a um, any kind of a, a disease, God forbid. The first thing you do, uh, like I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis a long time ago. First thing I did, what can I expect? Do you know how many hours I spent on Google? Yeah. What what is what's going to be my life? You know what? How do I tell my children? What do I do? Hours and hours. All I wanted to do was find somebody to just ask. Right. Why couldn't I just ask somebody yeah. or even multiple people that were sort of in the same situation, maybe that I was in, maybe the same age, maybe they were female, you know, you, you just, you, and then you find out, uh, you know, as we all do that, yeah, actually a lot of people have that experience. Yeah. There actually are a lot of people to talk to, but you have to, you know, you have to be aware of it first. So yeah, I think a lot of it is being aware of the questions and being able to have that ability to ask those questions when you do want to ask them and when you do come up with them. And there are so many people that just don't like you're like yourself that won't have that experience to get to know their grandparents. You know, your mom, you know, she'll she'll know certain stories uh, about your grandparents, but that might be from a view of a 12 I'm guessing well yeah yeah she was about 14 when her mom died so those first 14 years are pretty pretty rough Mm -hmm. and she's starting to forget now you know she's starting to forget (laughs) everyday things you know husband's father was diagnosed with dementia like three years ago and the first thing that his one of his children did was I have to use story file and record grandpa because Mm -hmm. he'll never be able to to even talk to my my, you know my children so my grandchildren she did it and today 18 months later he never could have done the same interview wow never. and in such a short amount of time too yeah. wow yeah so what i'm gonna uh i'm gonna include the the link to the um the episode of uh, 60 minutes. So people can see what you're talking about with the Holocaust survivors. And you see like, it was almost like they were just sitting in a chair and you would just ask them a question and they would answer it back. And it's sort of like going through like, um, you know, the files, it takes a moment for, for, for him, her to answer because it's looking for the, the, the appropriate answer to give you, but like, it's mind blowing. It is like you, you are it's not like they're a robot it's not like they're a movie it's like it's just it's it's a it's an immersive experience where you really do feel like you're talking to somebody else and the way the brain works too is that when we're talking to here on zoom our brain doesn't know the difference between yeah. us being like this and being in the same room with each other so I'm surprised at that so many people you just you the, we we knew that we were successful when people didn't even see the technology. Yes. You don't even know it's happening. And that was the, that was the, the 
the chills, you know, moment that you, if, when people were able to just feel like they were having a car, they were able to ask their question and they got their answer. That was the key, the key moment. So yeah. cool. And I, I think that, I think the whole process is really fun. Like it sounds really fun to me that the interviewing is really fun, you know, to, to actually ask those questions and the questions are neutral, you know, because we do ask questions and sometimes a question is a statement in disguise, right? Which is why we don't want to ask those questions. And we don't want to wait until our family member is on their deathbed to actually deal with things sometimes too. Right. So you know, I would imagine that's, I have a, I, we're encouraging, especially grandchildren, to interview their grandparents. And it, because the whole reason is because it's actually an amazing experience for the person interviewing just as much yeah. as the interviewee. You know, I, I have yet to have a family member that hasn't listened to an interview that we've done in, in our professional studios that has not learned something, that has not heard something for the very first time. And these are people that actually do engage with their their parents' stories, and they they didn't even know that story. So it's 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 a bonding moment like you've never had before. If you haven't done it, you know, if you haven't regularly talked to these individuals, it's an amazing experience to go through. Well, and up to this point, I think all we we really have done is like family trees in elementary school. And now, of course, you can do your ancestry DNA and find out a little bit like that. But like this takes it one step further, like, hey, here, here they are. And I think I would feel so special if my grandkids wanted me to, to yeah, wanted to interview me. I think it's like a win, 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 win times infinity, right? I think it's just so great. I love it. So what does the future look like? So, uh, you know, you've got these videos and the story file and all of this. Is there anything new and exciting that you're going to do that's going to blow my mind, like right off my uh, body? <laughs> uh, well, the, the one of the things that I'm really excited about um, is so the story file life website uh, allows you right now to pick out of 1600 questions. It's an amazing Wow. However, we are version two is going to have the ability to add your own question. And then also, you know, when you're having a conversation with individuals, sometimes there's something that they say that's not quite clear, or you have questions about it, you should be able to ask a, a follow up questions. Right. Yeah, you'll be able at some point, uh, that might be version three, but I'm not sure. But <laughs> you'll be able to add, ask a, a question on the fly during the interview process um, and you've got everything that you need right there you know you can do it on your laptop you can do it with your phone and, you know we had to build it so that you could use any camera that you had access. right so um people can do it themselves just you know on their desktop on their laptop whatever they want or they can have a, a family member or a friend interview them with their phone or the computer etc uh, they can use webcams. The whole setup is just any way you want to do it. It's amazing. Um, the other thing I'm really excited about is how many times have you, you gone to a, a family member's house or met someone for the first time and then you meet your parents and all of a sudden all that photo albums come out or you're together yeah. with Thanksgiving and you're, you know, looking at photos and you're asking your, your parents, grandparents, you know, what's the story behind this photo? 
every story that we give and even that we take, we take it for a purpose. There's a reason. So there's a story behind it. And oftentimes we look at these photos and you think you know who they are and what was happening. And unless this individual has written a very detailed uh, description of it, you often don't know what was happening. You just say, oh, this was my grandpa dad. This was this, you know, but what's the story behind it? Who are these people? So have your have the people that know who's in the photos and what was going on that made them so important that they a took a photo that they saved a photo that they even you know have it on their you know now we save 500 you know thousands of photos but there are photos that you could go through and you would probably pick a hundred meaningful photos to you mm -hmm. Describe what the story was, you know, tell us what the story was, have that go with that photo wherever it goes. So I can see, I can see myself, I could see my mom describing to me who was in her family, who was in this mm -hmm. photo, what they meant to her mm -hmm. and video record that and put it right alongside the photo. And then I would know I, it's like a living talking album, you know, it that would it, be so cool. I have a video back, like, like as if someone's right there telling you and describing what's happening. Mm. So, yeah. I can really. see this being so helpful, you know, for somebody who like, you know, who is diagnosed with a terminal illness to be able to impart wisdom and share messages that they may not, you know, maybe there's a milestone birthday coming up that they could maybe record something, you know you know milestone birthdays are huge you you just we have people that uh intend to do story files almost every 10 years you know because your life changes but for your 60th for your grandmother's 60th birthday there's nothing better than to take to tell them that their story matters to me yeah you, you know they might not think their story matters they might not think it's interesting but I guarantee you, there's not a person alive that I couldn't learn something from. And I, people tell me all the, oh no, my story doesn't matter. Oh no, I don't, you know, that I haven't really done anything. It's not true. Absolutely not true. I can't countless times. So that's why sometimes it's, it's almost better when the children or the grandchildren go to, to their relatives and say, you know what, your story matters to me. I want you to be recorded. I want your story down for history. And I just, I want to have it and I want to know it and I want to show it and share you what I wouldn't give, you know, just like in your situation, but I was fortunate enough to have a really close relationship with my grandparents, but what I wouldn't give to have my kids get to know those individuals and really know them because they influenced my life so much that I can't, I, it's almost not fathomable that they wouldn't know them and not, and, you know, they wouldn't have the chance to influence their lives also. So it, it's a gift. It, it's really, yes. really, you just take the time uh, to do it. And you, unfortunately, if there's one thing that COVID has taught us, you never yeah. know what happened. And so I would really, I would encourage everybody to do it. It's, an, it's I'm just amazing. thinking a great gift for Mother's Day, Father's Day, which is coming up, right? Yeah. And you have something really special. You actually have a, a free item for 
our listeners. We're going to include a coupon code and it's for um, a free story pack. So can you tell me what that entails? We have, well, we have different story packs. So we'll give you your uh, community a code. It's a promo code. They would go to storyfile.com slash life or storyfile life. Um, and that we have different story packs that are curated for like moms and dads and grandparents or special, you know, loved ones and things like that. So I, I highly recommend doing that. And then there, there's uh, 33 other questions that are free to use as well on top of that story pack. So wow. yeah, you get a, a good sense of who those individuals were. And then you can continue going if you want. But. I, I would I would get addicted. I, I well, and and we're gonna do it. I, I just want to thank you for that. Thank you so much. So that's a huge gift, really, truly. And look, do it, do it for Mother's Day, do it for Father's Day. Let's let's do this. Like this is really, really important. We need we we pass down so much through our stories, and there's cultures built around stories. We can't deny how important they are. Yeah, humanity, if that's one thing that we've done universally, is humanity learns through stories. Yeah, yeah. Story. And it doesn't matter what culture you are, what, where you live on the planet, it, it, that's all the same. Well, thank you for bringing us together in this unique way. I think it's so exciting. I am honored to talk to you and um, that this has kind of come full circle for me. I think it's just so cool that, I, that I've gotten to meet you and talk to you. And I hope the listeners will really uh, dive into this too, because I mean, why not? This is really a beautiful service that you're providing. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, we have a, we have a whole team um, that actually can help you do it mm. and questions and they're amazing group of people that you know I come from a very strong um kind of retail background so customer service is my my big thing oh good <laughs> it, I you know we realize this is a completely new medium no one you know this has never actually been done so it's going to be um a different experience for a lot of people so something they haven't done yet so they might need some help so we're there for you as well Oh, that's, that's good to know. Thank you. And it's story file and we'll have all the links to everything that you need to know to, to access everything. So just check out the show notes, everybody. It'll be all there for you. So thank you again, Heather. Thank you so much. Happy story filing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.